it's the Turkey Monkey here. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention on here is uh, that uh, I'm from Chicagoland. So, those of you that are from Chicago, well, how you doing? So, anyways, uh, today we're going to be talking about more of what it takes to be a truck driver. Um, that's the overall consensus of these. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, we already did what it means to be a truck driver. Now we're going to be doing, you know, after you understand what it means to be a truck driver and what it takes to be a truck driver. All right. Now we're past that. Now it's time to understand. Okay. Where am I going to go for schooling? Um, how am I going to get my schooling done? How am I going to get it paid for? And basically, you no. Know, um, what part of trucking do you want? There's, there's a lot of different parts, a lot of them. So it's all about you know, having ideas of what part of trucking you want to go into. So, but once you understand which part of the trucking you want to go into, you're on the right track. So, first things first, uh, where are you going to get your license? Um, a lot of people that do this, they have no license or anything like that other than to drive a car. So let's talk about where you can get your licenses um, and your endorsements. Endorsements are key uh, if you want to get paid more or do some other goofy stuff. Anyways, so with that being said, um, the majority of people will go to a truck driving school. Uh, this is like the, like where, uh, where I live at. You know, you have uh, Wolf Driving School. Um, uh, Elgin Community College, Elgin, uh, the Elgin Community College, or MCC, you know, going to these kind of places. Uh, basically, you get a, a very run-down, real quick understanding and the ability to pass your testing. That's it. They are very uh, strict as to how, how in-depth they go. Their, their whole goal at trucking school is to get you your license. That's it. Nothing more. Get you your license. They're awesome if you're all you're all you're trying to do is, you know, maybe if you have a local job of, of you know running gravel, dirt, or anything like that, or you're a farmer, you're trying to get your class A so you can uh, do more with uh, getting your product uh, to getting your product to the uh, market, but if you're looking at going over the road and things like that sort, it's okay, but it's, to me it's counterproductive, because if you go to a truck driving school and you go to a, to a truck company, you're going to still be doing, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks with an instructor or a quote-unquote trainer to see as to how far behind or how up-to-date you are with understanding everything. So, I would personally go with a company that will teach you. Um, a, a very great example of this is Prime Inc. Or if you look it up, it's New Prime Inc. Uh, they're based out of Springfield, Missouri. Very good company. I loved working with them. And when I did, when I got my, when I was 21 years old and I was going to go get my CDL and be a truck driver, I did a lot of research. And 
they had the best program I had found. I looked into Schneider, uh, CR England, uh, Warner, um, Knight, and CRST, and a few other ones. And they had they had the the best reviews, the best uh, the best of everything. Um, in and for uh, uh, we're we're going to take my experience here for an example. It might be different. It's been over ten years and uh, ten years, so it might be a considerable difference. But there it could also be you know, quite a bit uh, the same. I mean, I haven't been I haven't worked for Prime for six years. Five, five or six years, something like that. So, the, the things change. One, this is just from my experience when I first started ten years ago, when I was twenty-one. And going with that, you no, know, I, I talked to them. They said I was good. Everything worked. Everything was good. Um, they paid my uh, bus ticket to go all the way out to Springfield. I got there. They put me up in their uh, hotel, which wasn't all that bad. Heck, you know, you can even put a semi truck back there. It was no issues, just no trailer, so just bobtailing around. Um, at their little thing, the, the, the little hotel, when they have their classes there, so you have to take the, the, some classes there. You get um, uh, free food. Why not? Uh, you get two meals a day. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, breakfast and dinner or not, but if you do it right, you can get lunch. Very inexpensive there, and on top of that, you no, know, uh, you got the food, you got lodging, you have free transportation. All this is paid for for you to come out there and try to get a job with them. You don't have to pay any of that, any of that back. You're you're out there. Um, once you get out there, you go through um, the whole uh, administrative thing. You get your physical. Uh, they have uh, done some. Uh, the, Certified people there, medical certified people there to do a, a DOT physical and everything like that. Um, and so once you're done with all these things, then you, you know, then you turn around and go into a, a, your little classes where you learn, you know, how to, you know, what it means as to what the laws, regulations, and all that stuff is. So they teach you that stuff, or at least they may not teach you. Uh, when I, in a way of, you know, they'll sit, uh, I'm sitting there and uh, doing classroom work, but they'll give you all the material. They expect you to read it because they expect you to be self-sufficient. Well, because that tells them as well that you can be self-sufficient out on the road. If you can be self-sufficient out on the road and do this, then they expect, then that's what they expect. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, on top of that. They also give you simulator time. These guys are awesome. They got like five or six simulators uh, where you can start understanding how to shift gears, turning, and everything like that. And, uh, and uh, the kind of feeling is kind of give like a rough feel of how everything's supposed to work. Um, then after you pass all this stuff, you get your permit and everything like that. Because they'll, you can, I don't know if they can, they still allow it. But I went there with no permit. They helped me get a permit and everything like that. I don't know if they still allow it, but at that time they did. So once I got my permit, um, we went out to the uh, 
uh, to the uh, driving range, which is basically on the, our practice pads, which is basically, you know, a, you know, like several big old parking lots with lines on the ground to help you know how to back up uh, the uh, truck correctly. And it's a tunnel room where usually you can have like three guys on the same pad backing and not have to worry about hitting each other whatsoever. It's really cool. And then aside from the backing portion, they also have a shifting range where you can go out, be in the truck with an instructor, and actually, you know, physically shift through the gears going on while you're out on the street. They have a special place where, where they go, where there's little to no traffic. You can make lefts, you can make rights. There's railroad tracks, um, four-way stops, roundabouts, a little bit of everything there. It's really cool. So they go through all this. They give you a rundown through it. I think I spent like two weeks there at most, maybe less, like a week or two. And then you get set up with an instructor. Once you get set up with an instructor, you live in his truck with him and learn while you're out on the road doing the job the way it is. Now, if you go through a trucking school, you don't have that same experience. They send you through the same old uh, course selection as everyone else. So you have the same experience. You may have maybe a thousand miles of driving experience plus the hours that, that you need. Well, when I was, when, by the time my four weeks were done, I had almost, almost double the required hours. Um, I parked, I parked in, I backed up and everything like that into all some really goofy places. I've learned how to, how, uh, how close to a stoplight I can be without the, the and uh, knowing how to stop safely and not shift shift the load, which is very uh, important, and things like that. While in a trucking school, you don't get that. But there's also a lot of people that you know, would rather use a trucking school because of you know, prior commitments and, uh, and, and your home life. So don't, don't get confused on playing the trucking schools down. They do their job with what they need to do. All right, but I'm saying if you want if you want to get taught and taught damn well, where you have no problems of any kind and you can fucking just get up and go into any other company and not have to go through any kind of bullshit, this is how you do it. This is the way you go. So, um, anyways, and then after you get done with that, they bring you back to the main yard where they have state testers there at their yard to test you on your skills and such. So I, everything's done in one, uh, done on, on their property. Um, they, these testers are audited by the state. I've seen it done. I, I, I was an instructor, so I've been audited uh, when I was there. It was, the, 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 it's very professional, it's good. They do not cut corners at all. They just don't. Right. You get three tries, after the third try, you're done, you're gone, and you have to pay up. That's it. You get three tries on everything. After your third try, you pay up and you leave. All right. However, if you stay, you pass everything, you're good to go, you have a guaranteed job. I like out with 
you know, with their with the uh, uh, trucking schools, you're not guaranteed a job. You're guaranteed to get your license, but no job after you get that license. You're not guaranteed anything. So, but so that's that's my experience about no, no, no getting my license. Um, everyone's a little different. Everything goes a little different. Times change. Procedures change. A lot of things change. So that is just from my own experience. But it's an idea. It's not something to expect, but it's an idea of what you can expect. But don't expect that to be how it goes step by step by step. Things change. In the trucking industry, everything changes. Nothing stays the same. Nothing. So, um, oh, uh, what's the other thing we're going to talk about? I completely forgot. Oh, that's right. Um, so we got our license and what and all like that. After you get your license, you have to figure out what do you want to do as a trucker. Um, like I said, you can move to containers, which they say is intermodal. Uh, that means you go to like ports or rail yards, and you pull uh, pull containers or uh, uh, or trailers that are rated to go on to. Um, Rail, uh, rail cars. So that's that's what that means. Uh, you can do a tanker. Uh, that means you're. It's all liquid. It can be liquid, uh, liquid gas. Uh, no, no, anything with liquids. That's a tanker. Um, or you can turn around and be a reefer unit, which means uh, you can run dang near anything as long as that requires a specific temperature for it to be ran ran it. Uh, like ice cream or other frozen food or groceries, meats, uh, anything like that. Or you run dry van. Dry van is considered anything that is uh, that can be put into any temperature and not be spoiled, damaged, or uh, or anything like that. So it can be in any temperature, like wood. Wood would go into uh, a dry van. Um, Certain uh, canned products will go in a, into a dry van uh, on at certain times of the year. Um, you know things like that. Uh, flowers, flowers would be uh, uh, re- refrigerated because they have to stay at a certain temperature at all times because it's flowers. So, uh, so once you figure out what you want to do, then you can go uh, go from there. So I want to stop right here. We're going to listen, uh, have a word from our sponsors or whoever I have coming up that says they want to sponsor this episode. So hold on one moment. We'll get back to what we get back to. Alrighty, here we are. We're back again. Um, so going off what we just got done with uh, trying to figure out you know, how to get your license and everything like that. Uh, we're kind of using my experience as kind of a uh, a guy, remember that's my experience. My experience will not be the same as yours. Um, it's just a guide, and that's about it. So, all right. Anyways, so after you're done getting your CDL and everything like that, um, you have to figure out then, you know, what kind of trucking do you want to do? Do you uh, do you want to do reefer units, car hauling, uh, grain hauling, uh, dump trucks? Uh, 
the, there's all kinds of goofy ones. But, but mainly when, I, when you go to figure out what kind of trucking you want to do, look at your home. Look, look at what you're doing with at home. Um, and the reason I see that is because it, it all depends as to what's going on at home. Um, big thing that you will learn is that family comes first when the, you should always put your family first. A load is a load. It will get done sooner or later. It is not up to you to get every load done. And no load is worth your life. Remember that. So, um, if you, if, if you're single, you like being out in a lot, why not, and just doing a lot of stuff and really see the country, you know, do your OTR jobs, that's fine. Um, the ones that really will get you, you know, to really see some really cool stuff, in my opinion, is, uh, reefer units, because that'll get you into, like, farms, farmland areas. And um, kind of really just get you into some really goofy places, because you'll be amazed where people want uh, the, the want to have food and food products delivered to them. Um, then you got your flatbed. Now flatbed really gets you all over the place, but they stay in the, generally around. I think you no, know, in the west southwest area. Uh, moving things around, unless you are doing uh, final final mile stuff, uh, which is going straight to the customer or job site. Now, with that being said, now or uh, another good uh, good one would be uh, tankers. Uh, tankers will get you to some really goofy places. Um, because tankers on that, you don't need all that much of a space to do tanker work or store tankers on one uh, like that. So, but anyways, the uh, the choice is up to you as to what you feel like you can do. And remember to keep your physical abilities key to what you're going to do as a trucking person. Um, if you have a bad back and you really can't do much on that and you really, really can't lift much, I would recommend you know, doing reefer because all that stuff is like frozen and stuff like that, and they everything is just on offloaded by uh, uh, lumpers. You just have to pay a guy to do your job uh, to do that job. Um, if you're in good condition and you want the exercise, you want the challenge, and be all gun ho and everything, I would say you no, know, go go for it and do uh, the the uh, flatbed. Um, there's a lot of dangers to it, especially putting on your tarps and stuff like that. So just keep that in mind. Otherwise, you know, if you're, if you got, you got the physical ability, go do it. Um, I never did flatbed until I started towing. So my only experience is with, with the tow company. Um, but other than that, uh, dry van is kind of, uh, Kind of a mismatch of uh, both, you know, get her done and uh, uh, one like that. Um, what goes along with that is also uh, intermodal work. Uh, as I said before, what uh, I already said, what intermodal is, if you did not catch it, um, being an intermodal driver is basically most companies, majority of them, is going to a rail yard, 
running around the rail yard trying to find a container or a, uh, a trailer that is designed to be on a rail, on, on a rail, uh, rail car. Take them from the rail yard and to the customer. So that's basically what that is. Um, tanker, flatbed, containers, um, or if you're a good or if you don't or if you want to drive semi trucks but you're local and you don't like know how some of the other local comp- uh, bigger companies are, you can go work for a grain uh, a grain company and move grain around when I'm going on and off road and uh, some really goofy places where farmers are. Uh, don't forget that when I, you can always help out farmers and I'll be a truck driver for a farmer. They're always hiring. Um, and of course, dump trucks. Uh, like raw hauling gravel, dirt, uh, you name it, uh, name it, they freaking do it. So, um, let's see. Man, that's about it. So, once you figure it out and you compare it to what yours, your home life is, or their or lack of a home life, if you're single or not, then, when you, after you understand that point and understand all these other things, then you can turn around and look for uh, uh, look for that position within the company that you want to uh, be hired onto. Um, not every company is the same. Every single one is different. Um, the grass is not always greener going from company to company to company. Trust me, it's not. Um, every company has their issues going on, and other times every company has the exact same problems. It's just no one wants to talk about it because it's the exact same thing. Um, however, I will say this: uh, if you're going to, 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 when you do this, also know your rights as a driver. Yes, as a truck driver, you have rights. Going on, um, know them. Uh, if you have an issue with uh, getting of understanding your rights, you can talk to a, the, the state trooper, um, or call uh, the, call the helpline at uh, OIDA. Um, OIDA is basically a the, the, they fight for truckers. They're there for for the trucker. Um, I like OIDA. They do a lot of good work. I can't exactly remember what OIDA means. Um, oh. I think it's like owner operators, owner operators, independent, owner operators, independence, uh, independent driver association, or something like that. Um, they do a lot of cool stuff. They, the, the, if you don't know it, and you need information, talk to them. They'll, they'll be able to get you in the right direction. So, um, let's hear. Talk about license. Oh, another thing. Um, knowing your equipment, um, you won't know this till you get to the company. It's what uh, if you're new to this. It's what kind of equipment they're talking about. Um, but you got your five, five or six basic, uh, the major, major basic ones, which is Freightliner, International, Peterbilt, Volvo, uh, Kenworth. Oh, I make that six. When I, you also got Western Star. When I, oh, seven. That's Sterling. When I, so those are your more. Uh, oh, and also the, the Caterpillar. 
Counselor is number eight. They're coming out with their own version of things. So, um, they're they're slowly getting to the, the, the heavy duty uh, the phase of things, on it, but they're getting there. But, um, but my the, the, the only thing that I see with that is that no, they're doing the job, they're doing good work and everything like that. So it's not it's not that big. Uh, it's not that bad. Um, so all all you gotta do is uh, so you'll learn about these different brands and models and everything like that. But those are your top eight brands. What uh, they're pretty typical of companies having. Uh, if you learn work for like some of the local or com- the smaller companies, you'll come across Uzuzus or Izuzus. Uh, um, and like some other things on that, uh, Chevy and Ford, uh, have some, uh, heavy haulers. They're, they're okay, what up, but I, the, it's very rare to, to see those as heavy hauler. I think they only go to like a 75, uh, like Ford goes up to F5, uh, F750s or something like that. Uh, same with, uh. Uh, the, these other car companies on that, they'll go up to like a 7,500 or something like, good, something like that. So the, they don't go up no, too high. So, um, also know if your company that you'll be working for runs nothing but automatics or manuals or they have a selection of either or. Like I said before, if, you're, if you have an automatic, be prepared and uh, with the uh, whiplash effect of it uh, going in and out of gear, going forwards to backwards. Um, that's the only thing I have to say with that. And also to know as to know at what point to start hitting the accelerator to start getting that thing going and not be such a slow boat. Um, also, if you have an automatic learn how that transmission works. Don't just start pressing buttons and that one like that. Um, you know, talk to maintenance, talk to the road assist uh, the, and everything like that. Find out how that in the transmission works. But you never know. Knowing how it all works will save your ass in a, a goofy uh, in a bind. You never know. Um, they say that the automatics are better than, trans- than manuals, but I like I prefer my manuals over the uh, automatics. That's the thing. So, um, anyways, like I said, so knowing all these things, we will uh, will help us get into the right mindset as to the correct direction we go. Right. So, like I said, get your license and find out how you get your license. Figure out what type of trucking you want to do. Once you figure that out. Figure out as to what kind of company you go with that uh, uh, coincides with that way of driving, uh, that type of trucking that you want to do. And then after that, with, when you find that right company, then you have to do the research of you know what kind of equipment that uh, do they run. Now, a lot of this you can just ask the recruiters. These recruiters will know a lot of this stuff, or they have the ability to find out. They'll either know right off the bat or they will find out. Um, it's, it's literally just that simple. Um, like uh, the, the old people that have been doing this for years and years and years, we have a, uh, a particular 
understanding is what we want to do with the job that we do. So, but if you're just getting started, just ask them, know, about, hey, what, what kind of equipment do you run? Um, how big are your sleepers? Um, you know, that kind of thing. And then also one of the, when you're asking these questions, ask them, you know, how long do I have to stay out to get time off? That's a big thing when I, it's a deal breaker for a lot of people. And um, so talk about you no know, time off, how to get off, uh, no, no, no things of that sort. And um, let's hear, uh, yeah, uh, understanding how to do time, uh, understanding how time off works, um, understanding you no know, uh, other things that you can ask them. That's what we're going to be talking about in our next episode. Uh, Makes sense. Um, these episodes may come kind of weeks at a part. Uh, and if they do, I do apologize. I do have a full-time job. I'm doing this just because. Um, remember, if there's something you want to learn more about or, or want me to talk about, please just leave me a message or uh, in some way. Um, if you want to uh, uh, send me an email or anything like that, I do believe I have an email on here. I'm not quite sure. I got to look again. Um, I'm driving right now, so I can't look right now. I'm, I'm, I'm driving. Well, I got a headset on. So, um, that's going to be another thing that we're going to be talking about is, no, no electronic devices and stuff like that. We're going to be talking about, uh, the log books, electronic log books. Um, we're going to be talking about, no, no, no tires, brakes, no, no, all these things. So, um, so we'll, we'll go by one by one by one. So. All right, so I want to let y'all go. It's been fun. Remember, um, this is all a process. Take your time, understand it. So this is the Truck Monkey. I'm signing off for the time being. Have fun, and remember, keep the shiny side up and stay out of the ditches. Have a good day, you guys.